Impact of Influence, the tragic story of a powerful South Carolina family and the mysterious deaths that they are linked to. Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, we again are humbled by the great response that we are getting to the podcast, which we started off thinking, ah, maybe mom and dad will listen, maybe. And uh, it's been overwhelming. We thank you. And you were just on, uh, first of all, I should say, I am Matt Harris from 107.9, the new Mix 107.9 with Matt Ramona Show in the morning. And she is Seton Tucker. Uh, you can find her on Facebook, uh, S-E-T-O-N, Tucker. Um, and you just did a Facebook Live the other night, so we should give a shout to those folks. Yes, the tales of an educated debutante. It was so fun. I had some technical difficulties at the beginning, but she rolls with it, and she was very gracious to have me. Excellent. So, uh, again, thanks uh, for being here. Here we go with uh, the latest because... Honestly, sometimes our heads are spinning by the amount of great insight you guys are sharing with us through either Matt Harris 1028 at gmail.com or Seton Tucker Facebook page or Matt Harris Facebook page. Many rumors, many we can't report, but we do have things that are official. For instance, uh, let's go to the church footage uh, because when Alec was shot on Saturday, I was on the Nancy Grace show on Tuesday, I think, maybe. And so I started uh, going down the path of looking at all the videos from people that put up on Twitter. And we mentioned it on our, our podcast uh, a few days ago, too. Um, and I saw that there was a church on that road. So I started efforting to try to figure out what that church was. And it was St. John's Baptist Church. And I believe it's the 1400 block of the Sakahachi Road. Is that how we learned how to talk, say, pronounce it? I think that's right. And uh, Is it road or highway? I think it's road. Okay. Okay. Yes, yeah, Saka, old Sakahachi Road uh, near Varnville. Uh, and the uh, church, which is a pretty good-sized church, is like the 1400 block. So I said at the time, wonder if they have footage, whether there's uh, video cameras. And we hadn't heard anything about that. And then, lo and behold, on Tuesday or Wednesday of this week, you heard a report from... Actually, I was watching the Today Show, and I'd listened to uh, you on Nancy Grace, and I think this was Wednesday, and was it Wednesday or Thursday? Not sure. But they said that SLED came in and confiscated the camera uh, footage from the church right. before anyone else had a chance to work. So this is obviously going to be a very crucial bit of information. And, and we'll explain why it's even more important in, in just a couple of seconds here. But one of the things we had said uh, on the podcast after the, the that Alec was shot was if a car, like he said, passed him and turned around, the tire marks would have been, and there's no way on that road, we've been on that road, that the, there's no way you're doing a turn in a truck and not going off of the road because they said they wouldn't be able to get tire tracks if it was on asphalt. But I'm like, that truck had to go at least in part of the field or, or, or berm or whatever, uh, to leave tire tracks. However, we find out later, and we'll get to why that is kind of null and void, when we start talking about this. The Island Packet reported about Alec Murdahl's attorney, who has gone into deeper detail as to what Alec's story is the day of the shooting, and a church plays a big role in it. What do we have on uh, that news from Alex's attorney? Well, so his attorney is really responding because he's saying there was a lot of 
doubt about his story, and he's saying that his that Alex's injuries were not self-inflicted. So he kind of goes into some more detail about what happened, and he says that the driver of the truck rolled down the window, came to a stop, and asked him if he was having car trouble. Now, I want to stop just for one second, because important uh, in the fact that everybody was wondering, well, how does he get a, the flat tire thing? He didn't look like he was changing a flat tire. He didn't da 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 But we had reported in the other podcast, too, that he wasn't necessarily changing the tire. He was inspecting the tire. Right, and he actually, what he says uh, to the Island Packet was that his indicator light came on, so he had gotten out of the car. Okay, so there you so go. So that's a little bit of exactly different what story. We, what we had kind of thought that that's possible. Well, the question is, how long does the light take? To t- I mean, should you get in the car and go, and it takes that long? Would it, if a car, if a tire's been punctured, I don't know. Right, well... He's they only did, seven miles from home or whatever. Right, they did say that SLED told the attorney that there was a slash mark. So I don't know if your tar- tire slashed, how long it takes, right. if, it's, if they're the tires that don't deflate. Or... Yeah, how long does it like for a light goes on a really good Mercedes SUV? Okay. So what his lawyer reports is that he had pulled over, obviously, to inspect the tire and got out of his car when the truck passed. He says the pickup truck then turned around at the St. John Baptist Church and drove back to where Murdoch was inspecting the tire. So which, which if there is footage, it would show that it becomes more important because it was actually right in the parking yeah, lot. Yeah, and that's why there were no tire tracks, but would definitely, if that camera footage is working, would corroborate his story. Right, right, exactly. So uh, what happens next? So then the driver rolled down his window, came to a stop, and asked him if he was having car trouble. And that's when he was shot. Gotcha. Um, he went on to say, we're talking about, uh, Alex attorney, uh, Mr. Griffin. He says that Alex said he didn't know if he could change a tire nor whether he had the equipment to do so. And then Murdoch was shot. So this has been a big question. It's almost like he's reading or hearing what everybody's saying. He could have listened to our podcast. Yeah, he could have because he's going through, or anybody was questioning us all over the social media and whatnot was about that whole tire thing and that Mercedes SUV. Do they have the different they kind of tire? flat tires. Do they even have a spare? Do they, all that sort of thing. And he, he covers that here almost as if, like he's answering the people on social media. Like, I didn't know. But Alec he do- didn't know. He does also give a description. He said the driver was male and that he was driving a blue pickup truck. Um, and, you know, we talked about the last podcast that there was, SLED did have a sketch artist try to do a composite, but they weren't happy with it. And Alec wasn't happy with it either. So it was not released. Exactly. Tired of high cholesterol? Meet HealRight, the ready-to-eat cholesterol-lowering food, eaten daily for eight weeks. Clinical studies showed HealRight can improve cholesterol, triglycerides, and more. And HealRight is not just effective, it's also delicious. And the best part? It works without additional diet or lifestyle changes. HealRight gets to the nutritional root cause without the serious side effects of statins. Visit HealRight.com or the pharmacy area of your Kroger store. H-E-A-L-R-I-G-H-T.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose treatment or prevent any disease. Now, what I find, let's go through this more and then I'll find some, some questions I have. Um, Alec is in drug treatment, plans to meet with SLED again after he completes the first phase of his detox, Griffin said. This is from the Island Packet. In a statement released, a spokesperson for SLED said Murdoch sustained a superficial gunshot wound to the head and called uh, 911 at 134, was airlifted. Now, things get even more interesting to me because the attorney continues to talk 
right? Well, he describes the injuries, which were much different yes. than the injuries that were described by SLED. Right, so he says that when there you say was... you're talking about Griffin, the yes. Alex attorney, right? Right, so he says there was an entry and exit wound. He says a skull fracture, minor brain bleeding in two places. So that sounds a lot different than superficial wounds, which is what Sled said. But we do know he was only in the hospital a short time, so... Right. But I don't know medically if... It's more, it's, it's as he described, but it's not something you have to stay in well, the hospital they, very long They for. do try to kick you out fast. Yeah, especially now with the COVID and all. So I also want to, this is interesting that Griffin said, and he, he obviously has been reading what's been being said in the, in the newspaper and stuff. So the Island Packet holds the whole thing with Alex, attorney Griffin. It says, I don't think you choose to have a flat tire or stage a flat tire to commit suicide. That makes no sense. There are many things being reported that are incongruent. Right, Griffin so, said there was no gun found on the side of the road, in Murdoch's car, or in the area by sled. Uh, and that, and then we go from there into this whole Good Samaritan thing. What's that say? Right. So two Good Samaritans found Murdoch injured at the scene and took them in his car. Murdoch called 911 from the car, and the people delivered him to an ambulance further down the road. And that's when he was airlifted to Savannah. So we don't know who these good Samaritans are. If you're out there and you want to talk to us, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, but the, what I, I don't understand, uh, and I know SLED is, has been throughout this entire thing, going way back to the, the, the boating uh, with Mallory Beach and even Stephen Smith, they are not very forthcoming agency. Uh, they've had to been sued a few times by Post Courier and others to get information for Freedom of Information Act. But you're talking about uh, a mother and son shot and killed, and now you have an attempted murder of Alec Murdoch's life. It would seem like Sled would need to make a statement about two murders and an attempted murder. Right, that they're not, either they don't believe that there was an attempted murder on him because they've not, you know, had an APB out or they're, you know. Well, they, I mean, maybe they do, but I would think if there was. A bolo, or maybe there, it would be leaked, but it could be out without. But see, now one of the reasons they don't leak them sometimes or don't tell is because they don't want every guy in a blue pickup truck to be pulled over or like by by citizens or right. whatnot. But now that the word is out that it's a blue pickup truck from the attorney. It would only make sense since you would think that Sled would say, "Okay, here's the information we know." help us or something right, like that. Right, we have confirmation. I, I especially don't get now, it. We don't know whether the video showed anything or not from the church, but if they had video from the church, you would think that they would release that to try to help find Or and Maybe they kept it to themselves at first because they didn't want this massive group of civilians going after this truck. But now that the word is out, right, you would think there's no reason. I, I don't there's understand. There's no reason not to or issue They haven't even come out and said, don't worry, anybody. Don't worry. It's not just that we, we, people aren't going to be shot driving around uh, Hampton and Barnville and places like that. You'd think they would say something like that. Yeah, because they did say that with Maggie and Paul's murder, that there was yeah. no threat well, to public Well, it was Colleton, right, that came out and said that. Yes. So Sled didn't comment. I, I still don't get it. it it's, we're uh, in time of this recording. It's the Friday after the Saturday when it happened, and there has not been any kind of Sled statement from Crosby. And I, I just don't understand. Now, we do also, but they did release the the police report from that day. And yes. yesterday, everyone went crazy about it because in it, 
there was a box check that said no visible injuries. So that was yet another confusing thing, but I think that that was just a mistake. They just checked the wrong box. Right. He said it was, he said a computer glitch, but I thought it was, I thought it was actually physically done by the, but you, you know what? You probably entered on the computer. So they right. said computer glitch, but I don't know why that doesn't matter. Either way, I think it has to be a mistake. There's no way that a police officer says there's no visible injury and then sees the guy get life flighted off. That he wouldn't even make sense. So I got to assume uh, that that was just an accident. So I, I think can't read a lot into that. So we have all that going on. And also, we a little side note kind of thing, I guess, uh, from Fitz News that the Mallory Beach family attorney has uh, filed a it's, it's a protection claim before the lawsuit. So basically, the Murdoch family doesn't sell off properties. Probably when they found, you know, all the news broke about Alec leaving his law firm and money yes, missing, yes. they were like, oh, holy lock cow, we need to lock it down because we have this active civil litigation going on and we want to make sure that we protect our claims to anything. Right. The two properties owned by the Murdoch family that they mentioned, the Moselle property, which we've talked in length about, which is where Paul and Maggie were found dead, and the coastal property, which is where Maggie's lived for the last few years, we understand, is in Edisto on Big Bay Drive. So they want those, uh, the beach lawyers want those properties locked up, and that makes sense. So that is, is that just about everything we have for this pod? I think that's it. We will keep bouncing back in when we can. You can get a hold of her at Seton Tucker Facebook. Matt Harris, Facebook from the Matt and Ramona Show, 107.9 The Link, or MattHarris1028 at gmail.com. Lots of really positive feedback and some things that are important for us to understand. Sometimes some low country people have pointed out pronunciations of things. And also, I've had some people give me uh, explanations of guns. And, and so it's all great. It's all great that you sent us these things. And we take the criticism well as well. We, we need that. Uh, I also want to thank... Our buddy Dwayne, Crown Town Records on Instagram. You can find Crown Town Records. We use his music studio and pretend we're rock stars and uh, do the podcast. He's so. a great producer. Uh, everybody, thank you again. If you would please rate. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please rate. Uh, Spotify, just follow and keep on listening. Thank you. Talk soon. Roller coaster prices, supply chain glitches, political unease. They do their best to wreck my business plans. With so many unknowns, how do I know I'm making the right decisions? Aon helps me stay on top of things. They have expert points of view on volatility from around the world, paired with local insight that helps me get back on solid ground. Better decisions. Aon. So when the scammer uses the hypnotic method of building rapport... Then they create dysfunctional, delusional reality. That's how a scam begins. Convincing the mark that it makes perfect sense to hand over their money to a con artist. The Scams and Cons podcast tells you how scams are run. You'll hear how people are convinced to buy fake art, buy machines that print money, or steal your house. I get a phone call from my wife and she let me know that they had decided to move all our stuff out. I can no longer do anything about it except go through an eviction. And you'll hear it from the experts. 
people who run the cons. So we go to your bank, you go in and get 6,000 cash, give us each 3,000, we give you this. Uh-huh. You go home and what you find out is cut up newspaper. It's fun to know how the trick is done. And that's what Scams and Cons is all about. Listen at scamsandcons.com or wherever fine podcasts are found. You might be surprised to know that not all serial killers are straight, cisgender white men. And the victims of true crime are not a monolith either. She's Wendy and I'm Beth. And together we host Fruit Loop Serial Killers of Color, a true crime podcast. Together we take deep dives into the true crime stories about marginalized and minoritized perps and victims that often go untold. We also provide the context and nuance that these stories deserve. At Fruit Loops, we're serving up true crime with a side of history, society, culture, and some fun. Listen to Fruit Loops Serial Killers of Color on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.